Once again, we are back. This is the Common Chaos Podcast. I'm your host with the most, Brian Kern. This is your one-stop shop. We're going to provide you that beautiful balance of chaos and order. That's right. We're going to talk about life, all the good, the bad, and all the ugly in between. This is the Common Chaos Podcast. I try to just help you guys take accountability of yourselves and get the perspective of the good and the bad. Realize that there's a balance, a healthy balance here in life. You only got a limited time while you're here. And getting through it alive in the best way, shape, or form is all about the balance. All right. If you guys want to get away from the derpy stuff, my guest today is Rebecca Manley, a.k.a. Rebecca Kern, my beautiful wife, my hot wife for all sakes, for all promotional sakes. I'm just going to promote this as my hot wife. That's who my guest was. Um... And just direct people to her Instagram. This is going to be my main marketing ploy here for this episode. Uh, She is my guest. We just basically talk about our life over the last year since getting married and planning for that and what to expect. She recently got accepted to the University of Texas. Shout out my babe. I love you. I'm proud of you. We talk about that. We talk about just certain adulting aspects, you know, what responsibility looks like at 30 years old, which me and her are as opposed to 20, 24 years old, which is how old she was, you know, when we met and, you know, going to school at 30, going to school at 20, we talk about the differences there and we talk about what it's like to develop discipline over time and through that development of discipline, overcoming fears, because that's ultimately what either kept us out of school respectively. I recently graduated about a month ago, well, earlier this year I graduated, but did the walking ceremony and stuff about a month ago and got my bachelor's so we just we we talk about that as an accomplishment as a whole because that's kind of a big deal i guess even though it's just a social construct it doesn't fucking matter just like money doesn't matter um but yeah i'm just kidding we talk about getting uncomfortable being uncomfortable and then getting comfortable in order to overcome certain hesitations and situations where maybe you're not performing at your best or maybe you're not taking yourself seriously we have some career endeavors we discuss we have just an overall view of our last year and uh, maybe some social commentary on things that are happening. We also talk about Ozark. So get ready for that. If you don't want to hear the derpiness, definitely skip to like minute 20. But stick around for the intros because, hey, guys, guess what? I'm not sore from working out, and I've been working out like a fucking monster lately every single day. Maybe one rest day a week, maybe. Um you know, and I'm fucking feeling great, and I largely attribute that to the supplements that I take, and the supplements that I take are the sponsors for this show, and I only take these supplements because I trust them, and I believe in what they are, and I believe what these products are doing for their communities is something very impactful. I am talking about, of course, Phoenix Fit and Fight Back CBD. First, we will discuss Phoenix Fit. You guys can check them out at phoenixfit.com. That's right, phoenixfit.com, F-N-X-F-I-T.com. They are a supplement company. They're also a gym based out of Utah. Their supplements, their apparel, their gym gear, 100% manufactured and produced here in the United States of America. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. When you support this podcast by going through our sponsors, you're supporting America. God bless America. That's right. These guys have premium supplements. These guys have sponsored athletes all throughout the athletic communities. Their main sponsored athlete and one of the founders of the gym and the supplements is Adrian Conway. He is a CrossFit star. 
You guys can head on over to phoenixfit.com, learn more about them as a supplement company, check out their BCAAs, their pre-workouts that I absolutely love. I don't stop talking about their protein mixes that they have. Uh, I've been talking about their AM and their protein blends that they have. I'm actually going to post a post a picture. I took a couple promo shots um, and didn't, whenever we conduct business, we got to obviously have like proof and stuff, right? So I was doing some promo shots and placing an order and uh, they were going to basically release the labels with the ingredients and stuff in it, but I wanted to make sure that it was, you know, copacetic what I was saying. Yeah, they're just, these guys are premium supplements. These guys are fucking great. And, you know, they're very transparent that they want this to be healthy products for healthy people, non-GMOs. They're vegan-friendly. They're pre-workouts, which generally you want something sweet, right? You want something that tastes good. You want something that's going to include beta-alanine but also have some some nitrous oxide in it, some other ingredients that are going to get you pumped up. And their pre-workouts are fucking great. They also have non-stimulant versions of their pre-workouts for those of you that don't like stimulants. So you guys can check that out. Less than one gram of sugar in all most of their products if not all of their products again I, I haven't touched everything but their proteins which are sweet flavored their am proteins are phenomenal they have orange creamsicle cinnamon roll blueberry muffin which is my favorite i'm on the uh, cinnamon roll run right now and uh it's just great products are great apparel is fucking f- fantastic they did like flannel jackets during the fall they're just fucking great so check them out phoenixfit.com you guys get to save 15 percent by using the promo code CHAOSFNX. And don't forget, every item that you guys purchase, every single item donates a fresh gallon of water to someone in need. That's right, Phoenix Fit has donated over 600,000 gallons of water to someone around the world that does not have access to clean water or sanitation. Over 660 million people live without access to clean water and sanitation, guys. So give back to your community. Support the podcast. Everybody asks, hey, how can I support? Well, you go to our sponsors. They directly support me financially, marketably however you want to look at it they fucking support me so yeah you guys want to continue to support the show go through the sponsors there's no fee i'm not behind any type of paywalls check them out use the promo code chaos fnx at checkout and you're going to save 15 percent on anything and everything through phoenixfit.com the other sponsor for the show fight back cbd fight back cbd is my favorite cbd product i've ever tried uh even with phoenix fit having cd cbd products that they cycle through on and off um yeah, Phoenix Fit's just like none other. Justin does it right. Justin McClenney has been on the show before. You guys can check it out. I believe it's episode 59. We talk about him and his passion and his message behind Fight Back. He is a jiu-jitsu practitioner, a wrestling nerd, just an all-around beautiful, beautiful human being. Great guy. Uh, also giving back to the community portions of the proceeds through fightbackcbd.com. Get donated to those on the journey of recovery. All right, so if you or anybody you know is in recovery or needs help with recovery, Fightback CBD supports and promotes those on the journey. Portions of the proceeds get donated to recovery programs, sponsorship programs, and other affiliate programs that Justin has worked with in the past. His CBD products are phenomenal as well, as well lab tested. They all come with verifiable uh, codes and, I, I mean, I guess just nutritional data. When you get them, they come with QR codes on the back so you can scan them, see production dates and all your nutritional stuff, all the ingredients in them. They're tested, less than 1% THC in most of his products. He does have the legally 
THC friendly products, so the Delta 8s, Delta 9s, he does carry those. His CBD products come in the form of tinctures. They come in the form of bath bombs. They come in the form of roll-on applicators. They come in the form of vapes for all you vape nation bros out there. His products are phenomenal. You can catch some of Justin's sponsored athletes on the independent wrestling circuit all throughout the United States. You can catch most of his athletes in jiu-jitsu tournaments throughout the United States. Uh, I believe the Savage Gent. Shout out to at the Savage Gent. He's been featured on AEW before. He is a sponsored wrestler from Fightback CBD. Obviously, the Common Chaos podcast is sponsored by Fightback CBD. Go get your guys. Go get your guy. Go get yourselves, guys and gals, some great top of the line CBD products through fightbackcbd.com. He's also got apparel, some rash guards for you gym nerds out there. Save yourself 20%. That is two zero twenty percent on anything and everything through fightbackcbd.com. Don't forget portions of the proceeds donated to those in recovery. Hey guys, check out the podcast. Anywhere podcasts can be found, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, whatever. Yeah, it's streamed basically everywhere. Hey, also follow the YouTube. Uh, the link is on the website. The link is in most of my social medias. Uh, go to my go to YouTube and just type in the Common Chaos Podcast. You'll see me. You'll also see another podcast with these two ladies from Australia. Hi, ladies. How are you? Hope you're well. Love the show. Um, yeah, so there might be some confusion there. Obviously, that's not my show. My show is with Common Chaos Podcast, The Light Bulb. So check that out uh, and on YouTube and give it a subscribe. Once I hit 100 followers, what I'm trying to do, there's not much on there. It's not a whole lot, but there are some videos. You guys can check it out. A lot of fight talk. I'm trying to get to 100 subscribers so I can customize my YouTube link. So if you guys can just get to 100 subscribers, that'd be great. And then I'll stop bugging you. Also, email campaigns are out. You guys should have gotten an email with this episode. You probably also got an email with the last one. That's right. Your boy's putting in work and trying to get disciplined with his announcements. So just enjoy it, I guess. All right, guys and gals. I'm going to stop saying guys, y'all. I'm going to start saying y'all. Ew. This is uh, my, again, hot wife, Rebecca Manley, uh, now known as Rebecca Kern. And this is the Common Chaos Podcast. Check her out again at the Common Chaos on Instagram and Twitter of Brian of Death on Instagram and Twitter for my personal. And she gives all her socials at the end. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. I assure you that Now we're in it. We were actually in it 25 seconds ago. So we got all that. You just got a taste of what marriage sounds like. We're married, guys. <laughs> this is the first episode since uh, we've been married that you've been on. And I'm actually looking up right now to see when the last time you were on was. Because I'm getting up here in episodes. I think it was March 2021. For those of you wondering... Or so. Rebecca Manley, a.k.a. Rebecca Kern, who is the female voice you are listening to right now, is my wife. Hello. She's a hairstylist here in Austin, Texas. A recently accepted UT student. Woo! Congratulations. Talking about that here in a sec. Thank you. Uh, 
Yeah, recently turned 29. I'm old. Never looked so fine. True. And she is a frequenter of the podcast. She also had a podcast at one point about astrology and all things like... Dorky. Dorky and chick related (laughs) and nerdy related and astrology and signs and all that. So she's familiar with this. As well as some other endeavors. A little rusty. (laughs) A little, to say the least. Sorry, coughing in the microphone. The last time you were on the show was with wow it's been a minute i know my guess is march or april 2021 maybe may been at least a year i think oh over the last time you were on according to the website and normally i put with whoever with whoever in the uh episode titles the last time you were on was episode eight of a pod clips now two bees in a pod july 13th 2020 no that's not true at all that's what it says because we went through the whole freeze and then bitched about that which was february 2021 we talked about my that is true. Lack of Outback Steakhouse. That is true. Onion. We did Valentine's Day. That's right. Basically, Becca normally comes on and does the Valentine's Day episode with me. We do that yearly. Except for this year. Except for this year. Yes, that is correct. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. St. Valentine's Day disaster. February 20th, 2021. Was. That was right before you got COVID. Or maybe. It was right before. Have- that was literally the 15th. Because we were mm. supposed to go to outback the night we were supposed to go to outback that night and we ended up potting because we got snowed in mm. and it was the snow disaster so, so terrible yeah, it's been about a year over a year since you've been on we missed uh we missed the valentine's day episode this year got married last year yeah, we did. so that might have been why that might have been a good time that might have been a good a good thing not to have you on so often i might have got tired of you Oh my god! <laughs> I might have just said, you know what? I don't want anything to do with. You know what? We've had wedding enough off. love. We got married. We need a break. Wedding is off. I know. It was fun though. You enjoyed the wedding, right? I loved it. It was one of the the best day of my life. One of the best days of my life, if not the best day of my life, hundred um, percent. You know, and a sucker. I'm a sucker for parties and you know love and all the weddings, of course, and that's why I fucking officiate them. And I just it was perfect kind of been better what was your favorite part i mean there's the whole thing like the wedding the fact that we did it getting married (laughs) the ceremony seeing you the ceremony was the hardest part why um just because it was a lot of there was so much going into the wedding having to plan it having to coordinate with just everybody it's in california your parents just having to navigate all that complex all the complexities that go into getting married and hitting that chapter in your life right if you choose to go the way that we went and we chose to have a party we chose to have a pretty big party mm-hmm. <laughs> chose to have a pretty you know uh well we chose and be because it was a collaboration of sorts it was just became even bigger than what it was and so <laughs> It was just a lot, and I think the ceremony itself, I just remember you, 
I remember walking down the aisle, hugging my mom and like being up there talking, hugging my dudes, you know, as they come, came down talking to them for like a sec. And then it was like a moment before you appeared. And I just remember being like, hurry up, let's go, let's go. Like I wanted you to just be in front of me. And like, I was just, I just remember going, let's like, where is she? Like, I don't know. I got kind of like, not nervous, but I was just like, I just wanted you kind of like up there, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember when you did get up there and we started doing the vows and Nixon started talking and just doing the thing. It was like a very in the moment. I, I didn't mess up reading. I did kiss you after I read my vows. I didn't, like, <laughs> I didn't wait until the first kiss. That was the cutest. I read my vows and went in and then apologized for it in front of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I felt very I loved in the moment. Everybody. Very aware. Yeah. And like fluid, but beforehand really anxious. And I just wanted you to. I just was like, where is she? Like, I didn't think you went anywhere. I saw you and your dad, and like getting <laughs> ready. But like, it seemed like a minute before the music started playing. It seemed like a minute before you started walking. Yeah, I had to time that right with the song. Yeah, that was intentional. Yeah. Keep me on my toes because of a fucking dramatic effect. Pretty much, it was a moment. But now I love the little first, not first kiss. At our wedding, I thought that was sweet. Just got to party with our friends. It was pretty great. Yeah, just party it was with fun. our family and our friends, and it's just fun to like see everybody together. I think yeah. a lot of people are like, "Oh, I never want to get married, or I never want to. I don't want to have a wedding. I'd rather like elope and just do we it by were myself there for a and whatever." But and we, yeah, we did think that, but really looking back, like it was so fun to have like people everybody there that like we know and happy for like a happy occasion i feel like there's only weddings or funerals that like everyone you know might get together and that's one of them i think we were victim victims of this but before the proposal it's real easy to sit first of all i was apprehensive for marriage to begin with we had to break that wall down and then when we did start talking about it we were like well why spend money on a wedding why not just go and do it it's really just a a reflection of our love it's really just or not a reflection but it's really just our love the ceremony itself is just the formalities like it's not necessary it's not a necessity to what our love is because our love is just our love and like we could go anywhere and get married and it seems fun to go to vegas and maybe have friends and like you know whatever we talked about just we talked about options having to be quick but then once the proposal came it was just like well no we got a plan because we have friends and family and people that we want there and then it turned right. into uh, that's what i believe a wedding is first and foremost is that it's a celebration of love and obviously like yeah i want to rage with my friends and celebrate love and you know have a good time with everybody we love in a place that we love and eat good food and look good and dress yeah. up and celebrate yeah, I mean, like, it isn't any excuse to, to celebrate. You don't, and you don't, that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a, you know, $100,000 wedding either, right? People don't have, I think that's a, a twitch. I think that's another, <laughs> like, aspect. Money, obviously, is another aspect of things, and that's a deterrent for some people when, like, going big or going home. Like, you literally could decorate a backyard, and as long as your friends and family are fucking there, you're going to have a great time. Yeah. Like, I've officiated it weddings. It is about the people. And discussed weddings, and I've, we've, We've been to all been kinds to of weddings. Been to several weddings in Catholic churches with a priest officiating to literally in the front yard of like a lady's farm. Right. And it's just about who's there and the environment and the vibe and everybody's energy. And there's just, it's about love and a celebration of it. And you mm-hmm. get to this, 
you know, I think our perspective was like this our only wedding, <laughs> you know, yeah, like it's, right. you know, it has to be good. Doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be grand and over the top, but it has to be perfect in the sense that our people are there. And we it's also where have we want it to be. A lot of friends. Or well, you have a lot of friends. I mean, we do. I feel like family. We have a lot. Of, yeah, but well, there were just did. a lot of people. There was, and a well, lot of them didn't even come. I, yeah, true. But Colin, you out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I would have changed much of anything about our wedding day. I think it, our wedding brought about life. Our wedding brought about life. Shout about. Shout out. Shout about. Shout, shout about. Out, shout out to uh, Jaime. Jaime. Hey Jaime. Hey little future What's up, baby. <laughs> What's up, Way? I'm proud of you. Yeah. And yep. his beautiful wife had a great time at our wedding. Jaime <laughs> was Jaime was one of my dudes up on stage. Was one of my groomsmen, and mm-hmm. I mean the vibe. It was just in the air, you know. It was so beautiful. There were like little butterflies flying around. Huh. I remember feeling so like calm and present, despite it being like you know an overall. I don't know, decently stressful situation. There's just so much that like goes into it, but it was so nice to like. Any situation involves parents and money and right. planning and organization and but input it was, and thoughts. It was so nice to like see it all come together like that day and be like, oh my god, I picked all this. I like you especially. Like, yeah, you were the mastermind. Just from like eighty percent of everything that happened. From like an, I don't know, artistic standpoint, or just I don't know. It, it was a project that I worked on for like a year. So to like get to finally see it all come to life and eat the cake and wear my dress and see all the guys and all the girls looking like fucking fire. So so good. good. And it was so such a beautiful day and a beautiful place and a really pretty weekend. And it was just, yeah, I mean, it was, it was worth all of that in the end. And now it's nice that I don't have to think about it anymore. And I can just look at pictures and remember like mm-hmm. whenever I want to and be like, oh, I loved, I loved that. Happy with everything. I swear this whole episode's not going to be all derp. I yeah. promise. <laughs> not all about the wedding, but we but, didn't, I mean, yeah. it's been eight months since then, really. Yeah. I think as of yesterday, it eight has. months. And, I, you know, that goes into the over arching question of the show or one of the main questions of the show, but... Um, you know, since basically the pandemic started, the last two years, two and a half years, there's been... I mean, we got engaged right at the start of the pandemic. A series. Actually. Right, yeah, April. Since the pandemic started, there's just been a series of perpetual ups and downs throughout mm-hmm. the world. And, like, everybody individually and uh, coupled with the dynamics they have of the relationships that they have has probably felt some sort of turbulence and highs and lows. And, you know, it's not to say that we haven't experienced some lows over the last couple of years, but for sure, if we're going to be getting into a podcast and talking about life, I wanted to talk about the wedding because it was definitely yeah, a Yeah, it's part of it. I think it's, yeah, it's a big part. I mean, I spent... It's a big part of it. I think that whole 2020, 2021, like really just putting so much thought and energy into it. And even when, I don't know, I was so excited to be done thinking about it and I told so many people so many of my clients I was like I just don't even know what I'm gonna think about like once it's over like how much capacity in my brain this is taking up even though like so much stuff was done and it wasn't there were a lot of stuff a lot of things that like weren't stressful about it but it is just something that you're like looking forward to and thinking about and like oh should I do this do that like so many decisions and like you know there's a checklist of like bullshit you have to do and 
deadlines and payments and yada, yada, yada. And it was just like, wow, I am going to be a different person when this is over. If you want, exactly. It's an event. If you want something to, you know, it's like attending a... uh, and nobody you know, cares about your wedding or some sort of like weird, you know, master class where you're away from a period of time and you're, you know, I was going to, that actually segues perfectly into this next topic, but for, it was one of the most mature things we've ever done. Mm-hmm. We did it successfully. Like we pulled off a successful wedding with the help of your parents and our friends and our family and my parents and right. just the, or my mom, but just the <laughs> idea of parents, huh? just, the <laughs> it is just I don't know. Funny. The most mature thing we've ever done, for yeah. sure. And that segues into the reason we missed like our Valentine's Day show and like other shows is right. We I mean, have to now adult. We went on our honeymoon. We were been busy. Adulting we more than fucking now anything. to Life make up for all this time we took off. Yeah, we're official adults in the real world of like. Yeah, we're married community. now. Community. Yeah, we're fucking. Yeah, yeah, we're we're in it. And some people, you know, a lot of people say, and I'll say, like, it really isn't much different but for some reason it really is like now I get to like say my husband which is cute but also we file our taxes together this year or like different things have changed or just the way the way I think I look at we paid problems off or issues we paid off debt and also spent an exuberant <laughs> right, right. on this wedding. You know, for us, for purchases, for things for that us. we do, we're not, you know, we don't go out, we're not big, we're not ballers. You know, we're not fucking, we're just, we're common folk. And we went in with savings and we were obviously being responsible. But I then worked. It was investments. It was jobs. investments. It was time. It was relationship management. Like we had to literally manage relationships, time, people. It was a lot. It was very eye-opening in terms of what adulthood is like. <laughs> right. I mean, and I think it made us, like, stronger as, like, a couple or as a family and even as, like, friends with some people. It's like, oh, yeah, well, these people, like, literally traveled for our wedding. Like, that's so nice of them to, like, have yeah. done, you know? Yeah. You imagine Just if like, we showed up half-assed or if we showed up, <laughs> right? Like, didn't do, so, you know, didn't follow through until the last minute or didn't, you know, didn't do some shit. And, like, there's so much, like, nobody cares about your your wedding as much as you do. Like, you are the only people that <laughs> care. But you still want to, like, give your guests, like, a good experience and, like, make sure they're fed and have drinks and if they want to or can dance and feel comfortable. And, and get weird in the pools. And, and get and weird in the pools. Yeah. But Speaking you know, of adulting, uh, congratulations. Me. Are in order, I think. We can do a cheers. Yeah. Aww. Cheers, babe. Thank you, my love. Uh, so, on the. I mean, you're just, yeah, she got accepted into UT. I got I into UT. I was going to say on the How back end of like. As far as us adulting in the scheme of the last couple of years, uh, on the back end of me graduating, mm-hmm. you are now going back into now school. Now it's my turn. For like another three potentially four years getting a bachelor's in Something. linguini in linguini i'm gonna be a linguini you're gonna be a linguini that's my favorite thing linguini artist i'm a linguini okay I'm i would a say a linguini artist i'm a linguini artist and by that i mean linguistics and language and all that i don't really know so many people are when i tell them what my major is like my clients and stuff they're just like oh 
<laughs> or they just I don't know some of them are like oh I took one linguistics class in college and it was really interesting and other people are like what are you gonna do with that and I'm still like in the boat where I don't really know if I'm gonna do much with it practically but I know there are yeah. things to do practically that's a but it is just truly for me like school has been such a I don't know been in the back of my mind for years was stressful before that it's been a it's been a it's, it's been got some there attached to it. it does truly and like i have 70 credits that i'm going into ut with so i'm like tech theoretically halfway through more so but i changed my major from sociology and like it's just been its own like roller coaster of emotion and trials and tribulations and i feel like now finally it's like a time where I'm settled and ready and happy and in like a good place to I don't even care like I just want to study stuff that's interesting and take classes that I find interesting and compelling and I feel passionate about and whether I end up using them or not I don't care so many people have bachelor's degrees they do nothing with but okay I just still want to go and I want to have that experience more than anything it's just I just want experience i want to win i want to say that i got it i fucking did it and the yes. fact that it's at ut is like really cool because it's obviously a great school and i'm sure there's part of me too where it's like oh wow cute like both my parents fucking went there and like i don't know i'm sure that's like tickling a trauma nerve in, <laughs> in my insides mm-hmm. somewhere but i don't know it's just good and there's not a part of me that feels like scared or confused about it at all i'm like let's just let's go i'm ready so that leads me into this the uncomfortability with school because um i i talked about like it's it's as as actual adults right we didn't choose to go back into school immediately after high school and and go in young and and bright eyed and, and bushy tailed, and we, I mean, for a brief period, but you've for also like four struggled. years, <laughs> but it was a struggle. I mean, you the were going time. on and off, yeah. And uh, yeah, what did it ultimately become? A struggle to where you then tried going back in a couple times, and we're always like, mm-hmm. oh, it's not my thing right now. But that, and that coupled with people, well, what are you going to do with the Linguini degree? Like, right. what are you going to do with that? That's all, both of those are just social things that I think are also resulting in trauma or not I, fuck i hate to say trauma because that sounds so like uh, but it's just like expectations just, that yeah, people social, are, are constructs yeah people don't they can't go oh yeah that can get you a lot of money right now because they don't know what the fuck linguistics does or do right. or who's involved with it or what that is doing but it doesn't matter it's not the reason you're going to school for it and like for me right. same thing communications degree what the fuck like i'm an idiot no, i look at it so much yeah i am i'm like why didn't i stick with psychology why didn't i stick with something oh that's like God. practical or no, like a science or like a journalism uh, and communication ugh, gross right now people hate journalism people think that it's fucking disgusting to be a journalist right now community free but speech journalism is and right mass communications like just saying those things it implies a skill set that you have where like psychology doesn't like or sociology which i studied doesn't it's like you do have and even with linguistics i think you're it's, a very practical skill with psych, with psychology sociology those i mean things. not unless you like continue on with like a higher degree you just, you just don't have what sucks is like if you want to make a lot of money you gotta yeah you gotta go to eight years for your doctorate yeah you and you probably aren't still making and, a lot of money either exactly it's a, but, it's, a, it's is it worth the squeeze right. at that point you know and i feel like linguistics is like communications meets sociology meets 
anthropology like it's still has it sounds so weird and it's like why are you it's just a study of language and languages but it is actually like specialized enough to like be marketable in ways especially with tech these days like that's and that's what I tell people and they're like oh whatever what's a job in linguistics and it's like well there's a lot actually because it is it's just one of those lateral it's like a niche you can go into you probably could go into some communications you know area you probably could could go into some sort of ad you could probably go like writing or translating or just some there's a lot of stuff with artificial intelligence design or there's all i mean it is artificial intelligence is a weird one that's that's like really where it is yeah it's well especially just being in austin that's where i hear more people that our linguists talk about it. I actually have a client who told me her husband got a degree doing something with AI, like writing linguistics related. It sounded to me like that. And I was like, oh, what's, what did he study? And she said philosophy. So, something so that, it's like along the lines of like philosophy, it's just these like real deep conceptual concepts that like carry over into this meta universe we're creating. Like, it's going to carry over in some weird way if I wanted to. And, like, maybe that's not even the road I'm going to go down. I don't know. But I know there is a practical side of it that's not social work, (laughs) which I appreciate because I used to do sociology. (laughs) I still love that kind of thinking. And linguistics, there is, like, they're, like, cousins, you know, sisters, basically. But it's just, it's communications, but why? This could overlap with both of our areas communications being mine linguistics Mm -hmm. with yours but i was listening to something where they were talking about general ways of communication in the future like we Mm -hmm. had to maybe communicate with another intelligent species yeah have you seen the movie arrival yeah i was just gonna say yeah Yeah, arrival it's the The same right yeah and homegirl's a fucking linguist emojis in the future there's a reason emojis are being used in in you know a high percentage of not every but a high percentage of twitter posts and you know uh instagram feed like i always see Inst- it's just three rockets three flames three right. 300 100 signs three whatever it's always just mm-hmm. th- we're communicating in like hieroglyphs but right. it's just digital hieroglyphs but see that's the thing that's what's really interesting to me like even when you're talking about it with emojis i never thought of this but or i'm just making the connection now is what i really like about linguistics and what i would really be interested in is like the connection between language like oral and written language to symbolism and pictures like the language to um like language to visual like dreams mostly symbolism i mean and that's like you. language an interpreter of right dreams exactly but that's exactly it. it's like language is just a symbol that we use and like my meaning and the feelings I have for a certain word might be totally different for somebody else's. The reason I use a star emoji might be different than somebody else. And it's like, why? Like, what is the context? Where does that come from? Why do we think about these things different? And it's just, I don't know, that stuff's fascinating. And so then when it comes into like dream symbols, I feel like there's something there. And like, that's really what I want to, that's the lens I want to look at linguistics through. And that's like the framework I want to do is just be like, how it, how can I make this? Like, what does it mean for dreaming and language? That's cool. Language yeah. and dreams. Like, and nobody, I don't know if anybody else ever thinks about that, but it is a very like Carl Jung kind of thing, you know, yeah. like dream symbol. Like it is very much like that kind of part of psychology that got like 
you know, discounted back in the day because it was just them or like Freud, you know. Look at the way we're going with still, the approach. It to is still so interesting. Stuff like that nowadays is we are, you know, using psychedelics as forms of treatment, right? Mm-hmm. We are tapping into that more, that different plane of consciousness, if you want to call it that, right? And that's kind of where our dreams represent things too. And we are, when we do use uh psychedelics for like the medical treatments that they're using them for it is to help people get through trauma and get through ptsd for military veterans and so on and so forth and it's to kind of get people through these emotional complexes or these hurdles that they may be facing right and it's just a different way of coping with it and it is having to interpret this weird language these weird feelings we're interpreting these languages and these visions and these experiences into the feelings that we have and we're trying to like untie this knot and there's got to be a reason why totally different people across cultures and across time have looked at the same symbols and like have like a shared experience like why do people have dreams about their teeth falling out you know like what is spiders bed bugs like well, the spider, you know, one. cats are like are just all kind. Of, like, what is it? What does it mean on like a deeper level for human beings? Like, it's it's so weirdly like anthropology and like science. It's just such a it's like woo woo, but there's but this, it's there's truth to it, you know. There is a your uh, shared experience. I think it might be in like a. It might have been like an NPR thing that was on or something but it was people's experiences with dreams and how they were interpreted and one that was really interesting is uh, uh, people that have uh, think they've been abducted by aliens Mm -hmm. are having like sleep paralysis type lucid dreams where they're just very intense vivid uh, dreams, maybe even like a form of a, of a seizure of sorts where like they're having flashbacks kind mm-hmm. of. And what they think it is is they think it's birth. Yeah, I've heard that before too. Where they th- people that are dreams where people are being abducted or are, are just, they're your birth. And if you think about it, it's like white light. Right. People around you. They're just uh, staring down. Dark yeah, like, what is it? Into some weird, like, you're being sucked into some weird light. Right. You know? But, it, I mean, it's just all so interesting. Like, who knows, you know? And, like, at what We're point... Get weird with language. What's, right. And, like, I mean, what am I really going to be able to get out of a bachelor's degree in linguistics at UT? I don't know. Like, it, I feel like so I mean, much... the system of, is collapsing, so what's a bachelor's <laughs> degree really going to do for anybody anyway? I know, true. Come two years But it's from like, now, so. is there even, like, a course out there that's, like, talking about what I'm expressing right now? I don't know. Like, do is this just, like, a trail that I'm going to blaze? Or am I going to be like, no, it's not worth... I'm not going to make money. Why would I even continue pursuing it if I'm going to be, like working poor is in a research lab or like is my work and am I going to write a book one day I don't fucking know like so that's oh, who what, cares but like that's what I'm really I don't know I truly right don't know I'm really comfortable There's just with so many that right now options I have it it's done it's over I have imposter syndrome about it for sure 100% I mean you shouldn't I do you I did didn't get you the did experience. so much work I did a lot of work yes and you because read it was virtual, a lot and you're and so good digital. at it and it was that's you, the world we live in it's all digital virtual but bullshit. you even said you even said yourself that like you couldn't do the online format 
and you need to be in the class have and like granted we did online class and lectures we did you know digitally right i can yeah. see the classmates in some of the classes right and a lot of the classes it was just like uh you know chat discussions live chat discussions or whatever mm-hmm. uh through powerpoints and you know we there were the general you had phone calls with some committees and uh that was like for an actual assignment for i'm talking assignment. like right. class things i'm talking like 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 where we you did classes where yeah there were other people we were just sitting there and watching the instructor go through the powerpoint presentation and being able to comment and hit the stupid thing like right. you get a very mock classroom environment you know there were times where i did have to be signed in and attending a stupid thing for an hour or two right. it was you know but is it a, every day on a schedule have to be at a class no and i think that that's sometimes you know or not all the time you know a lot of the times there were class discussions and you did have to attend them but you know and turning in work and deadlines but i didn't get the in-class environment i didn't get the ability right. to actually sit there and debate and have discussions right. outside of the two hour three hour window that a class was you know yeah like i didn't get to experience that the fraternity the, the yeah and but also i think a part of that for me is like the 20 year old me probably wanted to experience that maybe you know and that yeah. goes back to us being adults and finally deciding what we want to do right and now once we've gone through it for me anyways even though i am battling with the imposter syndrome yeah i do have the degree it says it school mm-hmm. is a legit it's legit like it's there the paper's there i feel good about it i feel good about the work the work was hard you know all yeah, the things you, that you're you supposed to hard. feel you were up for four or five fucking years all your free time or the vast majority of free time was like i have homework to do i have this assignment due. i'm gonna stay up late and type out these 10 pages real quick and it's like what how can you even do that i think that's why when i say when i personally say I can't do it online it's because I don't have that like dedication like that ability to just like sit and bust through work or what's the word not determination but the uh, discipline I don't have the discipline to do it online you have all the discipline and more like for this relationship I don't have that see you say it's discipline but to what it is is it's laxed okay most of the classes twice a week I'd have to attend class at a certain time, which is generally like that nighttime, the 8 p.m. Right? There's different times I have to attend the teacher going through this lecture, and a lot of times you get 10, however many kids that can meet, make that class time, right? Mm-hmm. Sitting there watching the lecture. You have your little discussions about it. Hey, any ideas here? Boom, boom, boom. Cool. You know, I have to turn in the writing prompts throughout the week. I have to turn in my essay every whatever couple of weeks, you know, do my right. shit, right? Normal stuff. But that's also like a that's like the dumbed down version of actually attending a class it is it is because it's structured it's like hey we're going to meet for these two hours the her powerpoint or whoever's powerpoint is an hour long going through whatever the week's assignments are about and examples and the chapter whatever it is right your normal class shit but then there's not the there isn't that in the moment, oh, hey, I have a question about, like, this over here. It's more of, like, I mean, we did get those moments. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, in class. It is different. When you I experience mean, that where, like, hey, one question can turn into a whole 10-minute, 15-minute dialogue. Right. And you learn something, like, oh, that's fucking cool. Something different. Or you're hey, not there, like, writing notes. this is something good to remember notes. on the test. It, we def- get that. It has but to it's work. Short for, it's short form. Let me talk now. Let me talk. Let right. me, you know. Okay, I mean, guys, it hey, has I got another to work version a different of this part of your brain. Hours, and there were the times where it's, like, oh, I'll go to the next one. 
yeah. and rewatch it and maybe ask a different question. But I'm not doing that because then that takes away time from like us right. or work or whatever else, right? And it's just... I mean, it definitely half, works. Half-ass discipline. I don't have to drive <laughs> and go to class every day and be there for two hours. You know, there were the times where I had to, but mm-hmm. you for are probably going to go, what, three days a week, four days a week, driving. I mean, I don't know. We don't know, yeah, but... Who knows? Something. That's what I think. I, that's my perception of school. Right. Going every day, all I'm gonna day. I'm going to go. I'm going to be three there. Two, classes a day. You're walking around. You're just surrounded. I think it's a lot of it. I is, was able it's to manage the my environment. time and manage it around my time for the most part. Yeah, which you're good at. I feel like, I mean, it is obviously different. It uses different parts of your brain, a different scheduling, a different environment. Like, I need to be able, I, me personally, have to be like in some space that's like specific for whatever I'm there for that's or else I'm just like not going to do it. You that's know? also something I felt, you yeah. know, being on a computer screen stuff. Yeah. I just have to, my camera's on, she sees or whatever, right? She sees right. that I'm there, my screen, my name, my logo, whatever it's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, I just have to sit there and type a discussion and wait for a response or copy mm-hmm. and paste something. It is a very, you can get distracted. I see yeah. that. You are right. That's me. It's like if I am going to do yoga, I have to go to Black Swan. Like I'm not, I'm probably not going to do, do it home. here at home. Like True gym I stuff. Could, that's very similar to gym shit. I can't hard. go unless I have a gym buddy. Right. You got to, yeah, yeah. you have to like be in the space like for, I'm not going to work. Not at, like I'm going to be at work to work. I'm in my room to sleep. I'm in I regret yoga that I missed to yoga. That. I regret that I missed, I guess, the in-person feel to it. But regardless, yeah, it was four years I mean, years you can still, like, go get your master's and do the same kind of thing. I mean, One day. We were, when we went to the campus for the uh-huh. for graduation, yeah, I was like, this would, this would have been cool to, like, at 30, uh-huh. right? Okay, let's say I decided to go back, again, the perception. Okay. Let's say I just decided to attend school back in 2017 or 18, whenever I started going actual to school online, right? Mm-hmm. And whether it be at University of Arizona or here, regardless, 28, 29, however old I was, 30, walking around. It would have been cool for like a year. It would have been cool for a year <laughs> walking around, going to those classes and checking out the cool clubs. All right. that after a year at 32, I'm not fucking hanging out. I'm I know. still going home. Like That's what else is that's funny. That's the dichotomy. Is like, gonna... I, missed not, I missed that I didn't get to attend it physically. But I was at the same time like, oh. I know. I mean, what am I going to be? I'm going to be in fucking like junior level, like college classes with people that are 20 years old. I'm full 29. You're going to get perspective. I'm going to get the whole I'm going to get perspective. I'm 10 years older than these people. And like, that's going to be, I think, hilarious. And also like painful in ways but like oh you're gonna see some outlandish it's shit. gonna be the weird it. it's gonna be the weirdest stupid, thing and like i already see these things. see these Greed, girls stupid shit. i already see these girls or like a lot of them like for work like i mean i'm a hairstylist and there are a lot of 20 year old girls that like come to me and i do their hair and like yes i'm excited for the marketing and like business you know furthering hair stuff like by meeting people like that but it's gonna be so just I think funny and hopefully it makes me feel good all around that like maybe these people are like they are so young and have no experience and they're so stressed out about one thing or another and I'll be like yeah cool I'm married like I'm gonna (laughs) 
<laughs> go home, do my homework. Shit's fine. Like, this is not a bit. You can live your life without a degree. I lived that. So this isn't like, you know, they. when you're young, you think that that's what you have to do. And, like, that's all there is. And if you don't get your degree, you're not going to succeed. And yeah. what else are you going to do? And there's yeah. so much family pressure. And it's such as. And we that's felt why, those things. And that's why I didn't succeed the first time. Yeah. That and adds so, to the angst we had because right. we felt the pressure of all that and still didn't do it. And I feel like so much. <laughs> I do feel like a good amount of, like, empathy and, like, care for people that are, I feel like it will bring out maybe some weird like guidance counselor nurturer version say, of nurturer. me yeah. that's like that you're I don't kinda, get you're getting in your feels right now I mean not really mm-hmm. I'm I'm just saying I think it will there's going to be something about it it'll that, serve its purpose for sure yeah where I'll be like hey what like he's fucking 19 don't let him treat you like this <laughs> You know, or like something. Who knows? Or I'll just be there and be fucking quiet and never make any friends like I did at Copper Mountain College for four years. I don't know. I don't know what version of me is going to exist and like come out. It's going to be a whole different new version. And like, I'm excited for that. And if I have any like, (laughs) if I have any like, you know, conscious effort to like shape who that person is is that's going to come out it's just going to be someone still that's like curious and helpful and like interested and i don't know still just normal me like i'm not going to turn revert back into 21 year old me and my feelings and confusion like i'm just going to be me yeah, this isn't, you know? you're not reverting, exactly, you're not reverting to 20-year-old Becca. No. You're just no way. 30-year-old Becca going I'm going to be 30-year-old Becca, like, realizing it, it's kind Potential of like. Yeah. Limits. Or, you know, there's like that, that whole little saying that I always think about where it's like just about things coming full circle and like you'll get to that place you once were and see it again for the first time, like just it. with different eyes and a different yeah a whole different perspective and like i hope that it is just i just i can't wait to see how like different shit like just clicks into place you know because i have been like i mean i've been avoiding school for a while or like not sure about it or making other steps in my life and growing as a person and interests have been developing and solidifying and I'm still very much like who I was like back then, but now they're, the vision's a little clearer, so it's easier. It, it'll just be neat. Now know. that you're committed, now that you're committed to going in and admitted, like you're in, right? Yeah, I'll get right and grab this one for a second. Uh, you know, now that you're in, mm-hmm. as a mature person, 10 years removed from your first time being in school, yeah, and developing a new sense of yourself right and we've been together uh not to go back about us but just to provide no, perspective true. you know you're 29 i'm 34 uh we've been together for going on eight years mm-hmm. and you know, i there was is in the, school when we met yeah that's true there is the um there is that every seven years your cells are different right and like right we've even talked about that like man i feel like we are completely different people than when we were when we met Mm -hmm. there's a lot of similarities there 
right but yeah. we're different people than we were two years ago when we proposed like i've oh, had a different sure. di- discipline wise outlook wise where we're Just at in life things we've experienced yes and for all that being said there's a lot that is probably going to repeat itself yeah even though we are more mature people you know you're not near who you were when you were going to school because it's 10 years at this point right you know but but am I going to turn probably into face the, some of the same obstacles? Oh, am I going to turn into like procrastinator me who so like here's the question. Who, here's the question. Let me ask it. Let me ask it. Uh, what are you going to do uh-huh. or have you thought about what you're going to do when you are faced with a lot of the same struggles you faced yeah. the first time around? Because because you're obviously more mature. Fucking working out like crazy. Looking so good. Fucking my promotion for this episode, the, it's my hot wife. Like I told you that yesterday. You're looking so good working out. You're killing it. You're ready to make some moves career-wise. Mm-hmm. You're obviously about to take on, and this is why I'm asking you this. You're about to take on a full workload. Something oh, yeah. you have avoided. Something you were apprehensive about for a while. But you've also for a year been trying to get in. You, your right. mind has been made up. You've been set. So when these obstacles come up, what are you going to do differently? Or what do you have planned for when these obstacles come up to make sure you overcome them? And yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think now my perspective is that I do have so many other like aspects of my life under control comparatively, and I have routines, and I know that I have the time to do it. So I'm not... I think now just what's different I don't even think it's necessarily me doing anything different yet but I know that like I'm going into it with a mindset of that like I can do it and not what should I do or what or can I like this whole question it was such a big question before of like am I doing the right thing what should I do like I think I like this stuff but I don't know and like it just the whole concept outside of like what my day-to-day life was was so overbearing you're going to school to be a dental hygienist for like, a second it's a, yeah it's a drastic shift you are a completely and so different person now you're... it's like okay i feel like now i've just i think grown into the person that i can be where i'm comfortable and confident in myself and my time and my abilities that i can just like sit down and get work done and I'm so much more interested in what I'm doing and I know for a fact I like chose this for a reason and I chose this because it's what I want to do and not what I've been expected to do that I'm gonna just fucking do it and there's no not doing it and nothing's gonna stop me I think there's gonna be a lot of times where I'm like worried about a deadline or something like that but I also know that in this program I've talked to a couple people that or at least one girl that's like already in this linguistics program and I I just asked her what the workload was like I was like are you doing a lot of papers are you writing projects are the what are the classes like and she's like pretty much everything is project-based or like maybe I have groups we have you know things that we have to do she was like I think I wrote like one paper in one class and there was another class where 
you know, at the end of the semester, my teacher, like we were working on something the whole time. And my teacher was like, yeah, you can do whatever you want as a final, like whether you write an essay or make a presentation or do something or another, like it's up to you to like do that. So there's so there's I think there's going to be like a bit more like creativity involved with being I think being in a school like UT where it is like just more collaborative in general I think that that's going to be like a big difference it's not just okay well I have to teach you these things which are you know here's the syllabus and we're going to read from this book and then we're going to write a paper and take a test and it's this that you know very much University of Arizona is that more that way I mean not not limited in the sense that and even more limited with what they do offer through their online program obviously but you know that's UT is established we talked about this yesterday when we got the news like it is established in the sciences in the tech world in the Mm -hmm. medical world in the journalism world in the media world like UT is a you need help yeah I need help UT is a school that's just so well well rounded you know and i'm thankful for university of arizona being as established as it is and being a legit school and having that opportunity but at the same time it's like you're in a position where you're going to be at the epicenter of so much because not only is austin at the epicenter of so much ut continues to be that school that's just i mean it's there like people know about it right i think i think there's also like i know like i'm good at writing and like I can write a compelling paper and it can be great, but it takes a lot out of me to do it to the point where it's yeah, like, take it's like stifling and I'm like a perfectionist and like that you sucks. Anybody look at it. But that's also the reason I'm not an English major or like a, or a, a, a writing major. Oh, <laughs> like man. it's language and it's be, and you know, having really I've had to, for my degree, having to proofread. That's what sucked is all my shit was online. So typing was literally 99.8% of my shit outside of the times I could get on video. Hey guys, uh, this is what I think. And like right. talk, ask a question. 99. Okay. 98% of my shit was typing. And then the work is mostly like editing proofreading. But you know what? I think it is now that I didn't realize Taco was in here. She's down there. But um, I think it just goes to like show why I think linguistics is such a powerful subject in my mind because I've always put so much importance on each word that I write and in the I want to express my message exactly as I mean, and I don't want to say something. I've said it, and this is coming you from know? someone who communications my thing. My thing. I, you write so well and articulate your message so well, and yeah, it might take you five days it to takes write an forever. essay or whatever. It takes a, a so much. Thing. It just takes. There's so much you're thought so intentional and intention. And exactly. Articulate that and like, and so much of that goes into it, but intricate. it's because. I understand that language is power. Like your words have meaning or they should have meaning. Like why am I going to read something that's just a bunch of bullshit that's not thought out, that has no... Fluff. No, I don't want to read fluff. I don't want to read something that's just, you know, I'll read someone's creative work. Okay, perfect. But because that's going to tell me something about them. You learned that early on with with at least what I learned early on is you know the great writers and the great authors of the times 
are there's millions like no joke authors books oh, writers so contributors poets people that write for a living mm-hmm. millions and millions and millions and that's honestly why media nowadays is stifled with a lot of just gross shit it's really hard all forms of media and all mediums it's really hard to find something that's unique and stands out and really steps above other forms and that goes with writers right you know and people that use their written language or their language in general to communicate things and this even comes from a verbal perspective but writing's even harder because our thoughts translate different to the paper and how it reads and what is it that like what is it that sets like one writer apart from another like what is that, that the attention. true difference it's between like a poet and a short articulation story, you know? it's that the shakespeare is they're just words everybody knows right. the words and we have the same words the like sentence how you put and it the together. placement and the flow right. and the meanings and the you know as a i feel like i do this really well communicating verbally and people are probably gonna laugh oh at me. absolutely I'm no, no no but i'm saying like if i want to make a point Mm-hmm. You know, at least when it's serious, I feel like maybe when we're having a discussion, or <laughs> maybe when I experience, we experienced something recently when we were in Arizona, mm-hmm. where I had to be very direct and make a point, and I really only had my words to do so, mm-hmm. and verbally and in the moment it's a lot different because we communicate verbally and physically every day i'm talking to someone like this every day using my hands my body language my tone my gestures my i'm conveying the message with everything that is me i'm looking you in the eyes we're being very deliberate very kind i'm not raising my voice we're being gentle you know that kind of shit it's so hard to convey those things in writing it's so hard to convey those things through paper, through a, a screen, unless you're hearing it, unless you have these other senses, yeah, or and these if other you already and you know this you person and like and I, I know who you it. are, so I can read it in your voice with your t- and interpret exactly. it. You're going to read way. an author if we just it's go different. in and we both buy the same book and we don't know who the author is. I'm like, oh, I'm that's read the, that person's different. making a joke. We're that's their sense of different. humor. But then other people are like, that's not fucking funny. And it's like, oh no, but you don't understand where he comes from. Like that's funny. What makes me kind of like not, I don't regret not getting a psychology degree or not following that route because ultimately it's just I hate people's problems but uh, I think that something that has stood out with communications and it's probably the same for linguistics is and it piggybacks off of the psychology of those things is it's such a oh damn I lost my thought um Oh, yes, it is a very psychological medium. Right. When it comes to the, when it comes to uh, like receiving, right? Like I'm just writing it how I feel. Mm-hmm. And it's very subjective because it's how I feel. Right. Right. But once it's open to the public, it's very objective. Right. And it's also very. And you don't know who's. It's. Who the your reader is and what lens they're reading your words through, and if something's going to affect them a certain way. It's yeah. such a cycle in, in interpretation. Another right. perspective that is just—I don't know how you're interpreting something, and how you interpret something is based off your experience, right. your feelings, your emotions, how you cope. And how I've never been you or in your shoes sh- every yes. single day of your life. And like. in order for in order to be good at communicating and good at linguistics, I'm sure writing mm. all these different things. You have things, to know psychology. You have to understand at least 
these those perspectives. Yeah. I have to understand that, like, and I'm sure, I'm, obviously Shakespeare wasn't reading Freud and like figuring yeah, that yeah. shit out. But when he communicated, it's so simple, and it's just there, and mm-hmm. it's open to so many different interpretations. But it all is the same thing at the end of the day, and that's why Shakespeare's the best because everybody gets it. Everybody gets Shakespeare, right? Because it's so simple to the point. It reads the same. It translates the same. Yeah, you can. Tweak They're it. just everybody can have archetypes their own and well, I think this and I think this, but it's still so beautiful and it reads so great and it just you could play. Right, you could be reading it. You could hear it. I mean, that's definitely where like archetypes come into play too. You know, like just those themes True. and ideas and True. people and objects and things that have like that stand the test of time that are like sacred. You know, that everybody understands for one in one way or another it's like yeah. you just get to play on like a a coming of age story or that's a, the thing about archetypes a tragedy or a, the hero know. is the hero but right in from what perspective is it a hero we just got done watching ozark and they're all fucking criminals but they're also heroes you know yeah <laughs> that's the, the yeah i mean let's talk about ozark real quick <laughs> <laughs> i just want to know okay so obviously ended at the real end weird real weird yeah i mean they it i know that it ended and they said that like they ended it when it should have ended right like they were like i wanted to end it whoever was directing or said that whether that was jason bateman or not they were like it needed to end like before it got weird or too out of hand right wasn't that the whole point that they said Something you heard that too, right? I did not. No, I was actually going to ask you. Oh, uh, I heard that. that. Some I don't even fucking know. Maybe maybe it was a client. You sure it's not some shit Rickshaw said? (laughs) Probably not. Rickshaw would say that. Rickshaw says some stuff about movies, and And I like. I'm like, oh, you know, I heard this, and then it's just I was quoting Rickshaw. No, somebody somewhere said that they ended Ozark at season four because they didn't want it to. It just was appropriate, right? Like, they were like, we're not going to drag this out, and it's just going to get too weird. They're going to have to add in all this other bullshit or something. It was basically the feeling Makes behind sense. that. But also, I do feel like there was probably enough to do maybe, like, another... Maybe, you know how in Breaking Bad, they did, like, a movie afterwards with... But it was, like, a little different. But, like, they could probably do something like that, where it's then fucking homeboy shot the guy, right? Mel... Uh, the son Jonah shot homeboy right we assume anyway unless he shot his fucking dad who knows or shot his who knows who he fucking shot but hated his mom presumably they they both hated their mom presumably he shoots like the fucking that guy and then what like then they could probably make like a good end movie right instead of a whole season but did they end it off like fine? Like I mean, Ruth died. It was. I think a little. I think Spoiler. I'm only. Oh shit! <laughs> okay. I think I'm only talking about this because it was a little less dramatic and a little less climactic than I assumed it would be. It like, wasn't at the end. a Breaking Bad death. It wasn't, it wasn't like a Game of Thrones. It, there dramatic. were shocking moments like out, but they were so much earlier on. Like I was kind of left being like. Okay, like that's it. Like that's okay. Oh no, season four when they popped Wyatt and fucking Darlene. Since you're already spoiling shit, that was yeah, that was yeah, that was wild. the biggest you and me. This is still season four, last season. Right, they, they kept it. They kept right, it. Right, right. I couldn't disagree with you or more. When she, yeah, I think and the, like, <laughs> you couldn't disagree with me more. I think the short format was perfect. Uh, 
I and that's okay. First of all, for background and just perspective, uh, paint a better picture. We tried watching Ozark when it first came out. Okay, I mean, we're talking and a couple I liked years it, ago, and he didn't. Uh, we were. I felt indifferent. I I wasn't mad about it. I was willing to give it more than you one were. episode. You were. You were like. I was not. You were like. I don't. It's too soap you would, opera. You would go to Ozark and go, huh? And I'd be like, like mm, I don't know. For years, it wasn't that it was too soap opera. Could, that became an opinion of mine. But I just it didn't catch me first episode, and I that is generally what I'll give a show. I you got an episode to really pull me in <laughs> and get my attention. You got a pilot. Yeah, and pilot uh, episode. And else. so we watched the first episode three or four times before it really stuck no, with we us. We didn't. I felt like we did. Like we started it a couple times and for sure didn't finish it. I think that's just because we fell asleep one night. I think we. Well, that my point. Probably, it didn't grab our attention. We're not sitting well, there going, no, but "Oh, this we're is." We're also watching TV at night and we're sleeping. Okay, I feel whatever. like that for. Okay, I mean, whatever. You're right. You're so right. you can have you have your experience. Wasn't attention grabbing. Wasn't okay. like, oh, this is badass right that's away. Fair. And then first season for sure, kind of soap opera, uh, gay FBI love oh, triangle, yeah, yeah. which was That's real right, weird. Was uh, but it was compelling enough to where you're like, okay, I kind of I'm, I'm I'm invested in this character, Marty. Right out of the gate, you're invested in because he fucking saves his ass, and he's like, I can do this, right? And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, Marty's gonna fucking be the good guy. No, Marty's the worst person in the <laughs> next to Wendy in the entire fucking show. I am truly surprised they didn't bring out or like round out Marty and Rachel like kissing for the FBI thing like they set it up almost like Wendy would find out at some point and it would be like a breaking point or like he yeah, would feel bad or, is what or someone for yeah, or like someone happened. but it was just like it was one of those things that was like okay well this is the lesser of all evils right now so no it no more attention to it but it did seem like for a minute at least there was going to be some it was going to be brought back up at some point. I was kind of waiting for that and it didn't, but whether it was just even a conversation where she was like, really? And then like, they could have thrown it in or something at the end of the season, know, right? at the end of the series when something. they had that little spat just halfway okay. through or something, right. they could have they thrown it in. I mean, just, I mean, an drama, acknowledgement, drama. an acknowledgement somewhere, but also, I mean, is what it is, whatever. I feel like people have, I think, Maybe I feel like it should have been more dramatic because a lot of people I've talked to about it were like, oh, you have a oh. lot. Of, like, that show is wild. And I was, like, expecting more. So back to my point, like, I think it was – I did get a lot of, oh, it was wild and a lot of this. And I'm just like, oh, I think it's kind of slow. I don't know if it's necessarily hitting one. Also – Maybe if we had watched it, like, as, as it came time. out, it yeah, would have felt more dramatic. Maybe yeah. because it's, like – it was a nail-biter. Like, every yeah. episode I was like – and what did we we really I mean, we paid attention to didn't. the music. We yeah. paid attention to the score, the heartbeat, the effects, the dynamics. Whenever somebody was driving, I was like, "Oh, there's going to be a roadblock, and they're going to yeah. get shot." We Anytime someone was driving, we were know. panicked. Like, what yeah. was going on? It was just very subtle in the approach. Jason Bateman, a genius. Yeah, definitely but didn't know the perfect like, amount of time what was going to happen. Like from one episode to from one minute to the next, I was always like, "I cannot predict this show at all." Let me explain something real quick too, and this is what I don't like. What? I am fine with amount of episodes, 44, however many it was, four seasons, 10 each, 14 in the last. Mm -hmm. uh, it is uh, one of the better ideas, I think, for formatting a series. Four seasons, not too bad. 10 episodes, good amount of episodes, right? Mm -hmm. It's a marketing ploy to split the last season up in two parts. I'm letting everybody oh, know that right sure. now. It's a money grab. 
it's marketing Definitely. and advertising to capitalize on a brand and the show. And yes, yeah. that's a great idea. But look at Game of Thrones, where um, within the Game year of and a half, within the year and a half, two flopped years, it. it took for them to complete a split season. The writers get another gig and completely shit the bed. And so yeah. I think that they just need to, if this is your project, focus on the project, complete the project, get it done. And you don't need to split the last season up because we all just know that what you're trying to do is just season two point, like 7.2, no, 7.5. Yeah, no, stop. That's fair. It's like dumb. My I, only gripe is that it was like an abrupt ending like that. Like, yeah, we didn't yeah. get necessarily any type of closure. There's no like, like resolution. But, you know, and what's also interesting is like I'm, a sociologist is my background and I usually like very much um, dissect a show for its character like you know race class and gender kind of situation or like just symbolism and things and thankfully there really wasn't a lot to like harp on about that you know I felt like it was the characters were so dynamic which is very different from I think other shows that we've watched or other shows that are out there like but with the exception I think of Marty I feel like every other character or Wendy especially like she was very much a very real kind of person I think that Marty was decently fine Ruth was very like a great character pretty much everybody was except fucking Marty like all he ever did was just hands on his hips and like look down and go such a pushover, such a like cuck. every single time. Like he, <laughs> I don't use that term. You know often. what? Or he cuck. would. He really didn't like do much. And it's funny because I feel like in a lot of shows that I watch, I'm like, oh, this is the moral of the story, or this is the message, or this is what that was about. And I feel like there isn't any of that with Ozark, but that's also probably the point. I hope nobody. I think is that's offended. also kind of the point. That's it's like, exactly what it was. It's like they it, just got in too deep into some trouble, and like shit went bad, and like the bad choices were made, and like what like it's that's just it. how that's you it. try it's to talk your shit it's to... how people no accountability right no accountability and like no one's no... gonna yeah exactly which is in its own way i guess refreshing and different it's just different and so i mean i do appreciate that about it i guess would i have liked to imagine like oh okay this is there is something deeper here yes like the meaningful person in me wants something meaningful was it meaningful? No, not really, other than fucking don't get into deals with shitty people or something. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was. It was all about just getting in shitty situations. And, uh, what? Oh, okay. So she's going to take a pee break. I don't know. Oh what am I going to do? Say what? <laughs> She'll be RB. So you guys get me. I guess I'll do a plug. Support the show. Get your uh, supplements. Your premium supplements through phoenixfit.com, fnxfit.com. Save yourself 15%. Use that promo code chaosfnx. You guys can get supplements. You can get gym gear. You can get apparel. Comfortable shit, man. They put out some uh, some flannel shirts during the fall last year. They announced, I believe, well, they at least told us that they were going to do it again this year because it was a killer hit. They're great fucking flannel t-shirts. So they're just an all-around great supplement company. Check them out, phoenixfit.com, fnxfit.com, promo code chaosfnx, and then uh, fight back CBD. I'm about to take some melatonin, actually. My fight back. Hashtag fight back CBD. 
Yeah. Promo code chaos. Yeah. They don't get a second plug because you're back. I did one for Phoenix Fit, but. Perfect. Perfect. Um. Now what? I mean, I was I was gonna also ask just kind of to wrap this up a little bit. I mean, we're already at an hour. We can we can wrap up the whole pod. Yeah. Yeah, we can bring it home. It doesn't have to be too long. I'm going to spend some time with you. I feel like I just started talking. We got to get back to work. Do some shit tomorrow. And just, well, I do anyways. Uh, I mean, so, yeah, just, so what's coming up next? Obviously, you're going to start school. I know that you expect some changes career-wise. And you expect some, obviously, challenges. But just what's your outlook for, like, the next couple, two, three years from your perspective you don't have to necessarily think about us or think about for a year your dynamic couple years three years uh, my next few year perspective it's weird it is weird to or your outlook it is weird to think that i'll be in school for so long because that does seem like a long time to be in school for like three fucking years and that's gonna like lock me in for a little while so i'd rather not think about it like that um i think my outlook is really focused on growth this year so for new year's brian and i always come up with like a theme for the year and so this year mine was invest and so it's like investing in education obviously investing in myself investing money investing just like pouring into myself whatever is necessary to have like the outcome that is just a better version of whatever right so invest so now that I'm like reaching that point where it's like, oh, it's time to like do these things, I feel like ready and good and like like I'm just ready to grind, you know? So I think the next few years are going to be all about growth, learning, new experiences, taking risks making moves I don't really want to be stagnant in like any kind of way you know and like I'm married and I love you and I'm so happy that like we're together and you're like my grounding force and I think that because that's like locked in and and good and supportive it gives me the space to like make other moves in other aspects of my life like change up my career like do stuff with education or work on fitness and health like i'm not worried about oh my god does he love me it's like yeah he does and he's here and we're doing it together and like how can what i what i do benefit us and benefit him and like how is this gonna all like fall into place for the our future better you know? Yeah. I mean, that's always something that I speak to about us is just that it's fucking so easy. To, it's so easy. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I can't really, like, I, we have a th- or I, I guess have a thing when someone tells me they've been married, like, a long time. I'm like, oh, hey, what's the secret? You know? Because mm-hmm. like, so here's people's perspective. And a lot of time it's communication, listen, some right. some sort of, you know, two-way street type of. Uh, dynamic be communication listening right. not you know making sure that you're you work together always you have, end with an i love you i heard that don't go to bed mad right. like just little shit you know little you basic have things each other's backs like you're Trust. gonna get further 
together than you are gonna on your own you know i think those things come very easy for us and i'm fortunate for that because it's that's one of the hardest things people can manage is mm-hmm. interpersonal relationships and romantic interpersonal relationships i think we're pretty good being at one it. of them and we're both victims of them going awry <laughs> and what is uh not to be done and i think right. that that's one of the things that probably lead into us being i guess persistent you're talking about our goals for the year mine right. was investment was one for me too and we've, we've done a good job paying off debt and like we're no pros you know we talk about hey we probably should get a financial advisor but part of being an adult is also recognizing like bad habits or spending mm-hmm. or just habits in general spending habits things yeah. like that and like what we can do and like we are very good at just being open to each other and suggestions and, and right i know. think that one of the things about like getting married that like scares a lot of people is like oh i'm gonna be with the same person forever like that's a a scary thing it makes you feel like you're gonna be trapped or something mm. or like nothing's gonna yeah. change and you're just like yeah same fucking poon forever same whatever same poon forever you're same whatever like you're just gonna be like hot. okay in oh, the same you're just gonna Loving be in it. this same routine forever you mean and i just got the same box forever <laughs> you're right it's just the same box right it's the same thing all I'll the time the box? same spaghetti on thursdays chicken on friday that's my life now that's what i'm signing up for i think that's what freaks people out about it and i can i can understand that conceptually we've had to we've had to go hey but uh, i do also feel like the way to like keep your life interesting when you are married and quote unquote settled down is you do make changes in your career or in your education or things your passions your hobbies your whatever like if you're keeping that stuff if you're still trying other things in different areas in your life, then your relationship is never going to get boring because you're going to be able to come home and be like, hey, babe, this is what I learned today. Or, hey, babe, this is who I ran into today while I was doing this thing. Or, hey, this is... And, like, you get to use those experiences to just connect and reconnect with, like, the person you're coming home to that is, like, that becomes your, like, core foundation is like your interpersonal loving relationship it's not scary and like it may be kind of the same and you'll have routines here and there but it's not like oh yeah fucking my life's over and I'm just in this like hamster wheel it's like yeah everything on like the outside of the household can change and fluctuate but I know that when I'm like in my household I can like be here and like have the strength and like this the safety to feel ready to like go back out there again and like keep trying and keep learning and keep growing and bring all that new information and knowledge and experience like back in and it will keep that relationship like growing and happy at least i think so oh i pet peeve of mine is (laughs) people that just like tiptoe around communicating with their significant other their spouse like if i had all the stress that i deal with in my it's lost thirty thousand dollars. I don't yeah, know if right, I, right. I think I've, t- I've briefly touched on that and like briefly exaggerated on that. Like, but that, <laughs> that just happened to me. It's a <laughs> real thing that I mean, it's it's us. I've spoken about it. The fact that I can even lose thirty thousand dollars is a position. It that hurts. 
I've never been in before. Well, but yeah, but I mean, I, I don't I, feel any type of way about it. I know it hurts for you, and that's what I feel about it. Right, but I'm trying to paint the perspective of I was in a position where I right. had thirty thousand dollars. Right, like I was, I worked a contract where they were going to pay me thirty thousand dollars. You know, that's not right. just an everyday job kind of thing. Right, that's like almost all that I made last year. It, so it's. <laughs> eye-opening to be in a position where that's even possible where i can uh-huh. where me and somebody can talk and they sign something and, and i they, get that yeah right right but then the fact that i can just like lose it also <laughs> is yeah. also kind of a jaw jerker like that that's fucking wild. sucks but the fact that we're in these positions is a testament to a little bit of like perseverance at the very very fucking least right at the very least but it's also a it's a sign that you, it, the grounding that we have for one another in this relationship, it's just emphasized by the fact that I also don't have to come home with you like bullshit. Like I don't have to. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm trying not to like be crazy. We just don't like this. Yeah, and like it's nice that I can. I'm come trying home. to support. I you. I mean, I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that it's nice that we can kind of come home and be crazy with each other, and get it, and like whatever. You know, we're like, safe. Yeah, it's yeah, a safe yeah, place here. to like be. Lo- it's us. love. It's all. I don't walk on eggshells or anything. Yeah. Like there's no. I can't imagine people to do. And we've been yeah, witness. We've been suck. witness, and we've ex- yeah. we've experienced it ourselves. I think I've definitely been in, in past, relationships definitely. that have been kind of one sided or manipulative. Or not manipulative, but codependent maybe. Or yeah. You but, definitely have been in some situations where, you know, you. It's important for you going into relationships to set those boundaries and for mm-hmm. me it's a combination of hey it's important uh, but it's also like i don't have time i don't have time to come home and fight about dinner yeah after no. i just got done fucking trying like, to figure I, out like can i just talk about business. my day with you and it'd be <laughs> yeah, fine you like, like give me a hug like that's all i need you yeah, know dude. i don't have time for shit no no wonder so. old people are so miserable <laughs> have time for nothing that's why i feel also oh hi baby oh dang oh my goodness hello um but that's why i feel like fine about school like i don't have any anxiety or worry or anything i'm like i'm good. just gonna fucking do it good we're just gonna gonna do great babe i'm proud of you proud Thank of you. uh your accomplishments Thanks for believing in me your fucking fitness goals have been killing it lately we've been good also we've proud been, of that we've i know we've been i'm gonna go eat some ice cream after this uh yeah i'm about to go get i think some spoon i don't know oh. yeah, i told you i already told you i was messing it. i worked out hard you, today are you gonna get me a taco no we already had chipotle so <laughs> she already, she's about to double give chipotle a, give me a everybody everybody that's listening macros to this understand that she just fucking double chipotle i didn't in fact yet Double she just requested to double Chipotle. I did request. A quesadilla sounds fire. <laughs> Not quesadilla. Yeah, well, a, a, chipotle, a Chipotle. Yeah, but no, like quesadilla. quesadilla yeah, with the chicken and the guac. I'm going to Cabo Bob's. So. Oh, no. Yeah, food poisoning. Okay, here I got food poisoning come. at Cabo Bob's. So that's why he goes there. Cabo so Bob's is so good. It. It's and not, I only eat it's it. Not. I only eat it on days that she works and I'm home alone or whatever. And like that hasn't been in the last five months. So I haven't had Cabo Bob's in a solid fucking six months. Gross. But Cabo Bob's, you that. did me dirty. One day I had to Google at three in the morning when do I need to go to the ER because my stomach hurts so bad. One time. Yeah. Hold a grudge, drama. I mean, you you only need to feel that feeling once to not want to ever do it again. Hey, so if uh, 
people want to like get their hair done by you where can mm-hmm. they find you if people want to like stare at your boobs where can stare they find at you? my boobs please just don't, <laughs> don't do that don't do that at least don't forget the I promotion for this show is my hot wife is on my oh show. my god um well i just rebranded my hair instagram it's hair by becca dot atx it was these are the highlights which it, I it used to like. be these are the highlights it's not anymore um it's hair by becca dot atx and I work at Urban Betty Salon. It will be Saturday through Wednesday. Come to July. And then I just meant your social media is not your fucking work schedule. I'm also. You're just gonna get someone showing up at you your work being a weirdo. I'm also. Yeah, babe, it's Bextra, Bextra, B-E-C-C-S-T-R-A, Bextra I on Instagram. I'm I also have Rubextra, R-E-B-E-C-C-S-T-R-A, and that one's more like my photo Instagram, which is like fun and not, I mean, very exciting, but I take pictures sometimes and they are on there, film They're and good. stuff. They're good. She takes good. really good pictures. I'm an artist in ways sometimes. In spirit. You know, yes. Where can they find you, sweet love? I mean, they're listening to it. CommonChaos.net. You're Common probably listening to it, or you're on Stitcher or Spotify, or podcast we found. Of Brian of Death. I do ask that Instagram you subscribe to the YouTube, please. Anybody and everybody. I need to hit. Uh, I want to have a hundred subscribers by my hundredth episode. I think this is episode ninety-six. How many subscribers? Do you? Like no. twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but I only the only shit that's on there is the pod club shit for like a year ago, and oh. I didn't even do those. You go on the Facebook and the actual like streaming stuff and it's you know in the thousands like my other shit mm. but you go to my fucking stupid YouTube. YouTube and it's old ass photos okay so I'm gonna make about 87 accounts is what you're saying no and I know serious I need it cause the whole reason if, if once I hit 100 subscribers I get to make my own link and then it'll be so much easier I can just share it on YouTube hey oh cute backslash common the common chaos those chicks won't be able to fucking what fuck fucking with it. chicks won't be able to fuck oh, with it oh those chicks Bitches, I know you're out there. Sluts, other side of the world, I hate you. And your accent. Yeah, okay, that's fucking right. Well, well I'm definitely canceled after that. Okay. I'm were you talking booted. about? Were you talking about what, babe? The Australians, maybe? I don't know. Okay. I'm getting booted. All right, we're getting booted. Appreciate everybody listening. This is my beautiful wife, my fucking hot wife. Yeah, hot. Oh, you put it on the... Uh, did you do that? Did you just change it to the cycling colors? Of course I did. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Take care. Thank you. Love you, babe. Bye. Love you, too.